Good morning, beautiful people. This is Ryan Turner, your registered dietitian, always here to fuel you. And several times a week, I'm delivering impactful five-minute shorts and amazing guest stories and their lived experiences as we explore that intersection between satisfaction, satiety, and biological need, all to help you control and overcome binge eating, improve performance, and support your body composition goals. Hey, remember, if it's working for you, your health, your mindset, and your definition of success, no one deserves to tell you different. You do you, fuel you. So, some self-exploration, learning. I love to learn. I love to learn about myself. I feel like there's always something more to learn. Let me share one detail now, is that my wife and I have been going into uh, couples therapy to just talk about a number of things that are either on our minds, but how to communicate differently and kind of keep that relationship as as healthy, <clears throat> just as healthy as possible. Um, and I think that it's a really helpful experience, uh, both from a reactive side and also from a proactive side. I think that, you know, anyone having a therapist to kind of break thoughts down, look at it a different way, um, it's such a healthy way to go about uh, relearning, rethinking, rediscovering about, you know, how you can approach certain things to grow and develop and just maintain, I think, a, a healthful mindset or at least an outlook that is going to benefit your future. Um, so that's definitely something we're doing. My wife's also a social worker um, and she's very good at it. And so it, it's, it's, something that is not foreign to us. So I think that we're both very open to the idea of therapy. Um, so it's not as if like being, you know, we're not, we're not wrestled into it and she's not just herself and I'm not either. Um, but it's been good. I've done, you know, um, uh, just therapy on my own. Uh, I know she's done a lot. I'm pretty sure it's actually part of the social workers um, kind of uh, thing going on, but I don't want to step too far into that side I don't know too much about. But anyway, um, I'm not here to talk about couples and definitely not here to stepping into an area too far in terms of what I don't know. But I do love to share my experience in terms of something that can relate back to nutrition. Now, let me take a step back there for a moment. And I want to remind you why you're listening to this. Because I am always discovering uh, that sweet spot for most people, that intersection between satisfaction, satiety, and biological need. Now, stay with me here and just <laughs> trust me. Why I think I'm bringing this up is because there is one aspect of, uh, of relationship building, um, you know, really just maintaining a strong relationship in a marriage and, you know, any kind of relationship, really, you could argue. But I think that a relationship with yourself is where I'm going with this. Again, stay with me. And I'm doing my best not to really cross into an area that I, I'm not an expert in. But I thought it's very thought-provoking, I think important for uh, anyone to hear about and just think through for a second, okay? So again, bear with me as I go through this. But <clears throat> in terms of relationships, looking at uh, how to make sure uh, that we are helping ourselves continue to have and continue to develop a very strong relationship. It really is kind of a friendship with your significant other, right? A, a loving friendship that is um, something that is just, it's, let me just stop for a second. I feel like I'm forcing words out now. But um, let me get back down to this. 
So I think in the relationship, I think it's important to make sure that you are continually trying to develop, recreate uh, the friendship that you uh, have always had. And things can evolve, right? You have kids, it gets challenging and all these kind of things too. But making sure that we always keep that um, that idea of friendship and admiration and love and um, affection in there. Uh, but again, I'm not here to talk about couples. I'm here to talk about you and yourself. And there's one question that I actually ask a lot of my clients before I work with them. It's it's part of this like rapid reflection of things that usually ask questions around like satiety and um, you know their comfort in knowing about protein or their energy needs or bowel movements and sleep. And one of those questions is actually about um, positive self uh, thinking, positive self talk. And I like to have people kind of rank positive self-talk, one being like it's non-existent and possibly negative, to five being very good. I go out of my way to actually um, thank myself and love myself. And it's not wrong where someone is, but it's good to understand where they're starting from. Um, But when we start to think about self-love, we start to think about self-worth, I think that we can almost argue that we if we're sitting in a low point where we aren't very fond of ourselves, we're almost not even our best friend, right? You could argue that we should be our best friend almost, um, or at least look up to ourselves, right? Find great things about us, because that is going to create a mindset that is going to remain open, that you can evolve, that you can become stronger, and just accomplish so much more that you want to accomplish. But I think where I am with this and this very abstract kind of non-linear thought that I'm trying to put together is that just like a couple, I think there's going to be ebbs and flows. There's going to be valleys. There's going to be high points, low points. But I think even with our self-worth, how we kind of talk about ourselves, and we have to repair and mend that sometimes. Even the most positive person that loves themselves, the, the most narcissistic person in the world, that does not mean that they are always loving themselves, right? That's You can go deeper into that, I'm sure. But again, why I'm here is because if we hear that, we could say, hey, we hear that a couple is having uh, challenges or wants to continue to develop their relationship, or you hear that someone is not speaking so kindly to themselves, right? So that their positive self-talk is not so great. What do we do about that? And I'm going to have to own this for a second and say, I've asked this question many times to people, and people have been like, oh, yeah, I rank a four or five. Okay, great. Maybe I don't have to do anything then. Maybe someone ranks a one or a two. Oh, interesting. And I'll say, hey, maybe going to talk to a therapist is a good idea, and it definitely is. And I'm not trying to be a therapist here, but just a thought here to make sure that we can um, hopefully kind of drive home this idea of how can we improve that positive self-talk, just like we can improve that positive self-talk in a re- or that, that positive talk in a relationship, that positive connection in a relationship. Okay, are you with me? I'm almost trying to stay with myself because I thought this was good. And you know when you hear something and it all clicks when you try and put it into words, it's not really you know coming out exactly how you want. I'm close. To, I'm close to that. I'm I'm kind of getting there. But how can we repair? How can we possibly at least think about before maybe jumping into a conversation with a therapist? How could we maybe support someone by helping them? Um, maybe speak a little bit more positively to themselves or work on it in some in some way. Now. Within this relationship um, counseling that we end up doing, 
Um, we have a great therapist. This is a, you know, it's one of our, it's a second therapist. Actually, we had, we had someone at first and we just didn't, we weren't really like working, gelling with that kind of person. They really weren't helping us resolve as many, um, challenges as we wish we had. And it wasn't really helpful in terms of like the, the evolution of things and being proactive. So the, the therapist we have now is great. Um, and we really do, we really enjoy our time working with her. Uh, but she does share a lot of information. I'm sure a lot of you know couples therapists do this. A lot of therapists could too. But Dr. John John Gottman, um, Dr. John Gottman, if you're not familiar, you've never been in couples therapy, is someone that um, is very much looked up to. Now he is not a therapist. Gonna try and make sure I have this. I'm pretty sure he's not a therapist himself, but he is a uh, a a couples researcher almost. And if I have that wrong, forgive me, but go ahead and look up Dr. John Gottman. And what you'll find is that he has a lot of research that discusses um, the success and maybe the divorce rates of couples. Um, and there's certain things within couples that you might see that could predict at a very high level, like 90% or so, that a couple might end up getting divorced. Um, and also great research on what um, other good couples might do to help resolve issues or to continue, just continue developing as a couple. Um, and so there's one area out of the many that Dr. John Gottman and my therapist have talked about um, is how to keep developing this, this relationship and this idea of self-love and self-worth, um, maybe not even so much self-worth, but self-love and making sure that you are continually growing and loving yourself more and putting yourself in a light where you want to evolve. And again, the parallel of self-love and relationships and evolution, that's what I'm trying to get at right now. So I think it's such a good, uh, a good um, tool right now. But there's three things that... Dr. John Gottman was sharing about how relationships, how a couple will end up continuing to evolve and develop into an even healthier relationship. And that's a lot of, I know, what my, my wife and I kind of want because we feel like we might not know how to do that all the time. Um, and it's about, you know, again, becoming becoming friends in different ways and kind of continually to have the conversations that are necessary to build and evolve. But you yourself, I think, could so benefit from this. And I was even thinking, I was like, oh, I, I actually do some of these things myself. And uh, again, I'm not <laughs> someone to ever um, compare yourself to, but I'm like, okay, I do some of these and it's helpful. And I think it can be helpful for someone else as well. But there's three things that can help keep driving that friendship and that, and that evolution of self, evolution of a couple, evolution of that friendship, that devotion, all that kind of stuff. There's three things. I'm going to say them right now. But it's love maps, it's fondness and admiration, and it's turning toward. Now, if my wife was listening to this, she'd be like, all right, I've heard these, and you know, in our relationship, maybe there's some things we do better than others. Um, so I know that she'd be familiar with it, and I'm familiar with them too. But what those mean, like what is a love map? Now, a love map is basically um, learning about your uh, significant other. And again, I'm not going to do as much justice to this as Dr. John Gottman or my therapist would end up doing. Um, but love maps is asking questions. It's understanding what your couple or what you as yourself, because that's where this is going, you as yourself. If you're someone who you feel like doesn't have a lot of uh, positive self-talk or you're someone who wants to keep evolving with positive self-talk, this is it. Love maps. Are you asking yourself 
what is it you want? What is it that maybe you're not so happy with right now? Do you love your life? Do you love where you're living? Do you do you enjoy being in the body that you're in? Do you enjoy doing what you're doing? Do you enjoy the people you network with? All of these things to ask questions and develop this love map, where if you don't so much love where you live, well, then I think that it opens up the conversation of, well, then where would you like to live, right? And so you're developing this love map of understanding, whether it's your your significant other, or it's going to be yourself in this in this in this moment. I think sometimes you don't ask ourselves those things. So again, if you are someone that is searching for this area of uh, satisfaction for yourself, right, and developing positive self talk, are you developing this love map? This love map of do you know the things that maybe you really want to achieve, the things that you want to live within that's going to make you feel good and proud of yourself and proud of your life? Are you asking those questions? Are you being honest about it? And are you putting steps in place to either change those, get to those, uh, get to those moments in your life? If not, then you're not really developing that love map. And it takes work. It takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. But those love maps, create the love map of where you want to go, what you want to be, uh, what you want to feel, how you might want to look, all of those things. Create the love map by asking yourself those questions and understanding what it is that you need to do to get to those moments. Okay? Um, but again, positive self-talk. How can we develop this positive self-talk if we think it's not so good? So start with the love map. Ask yourself questions. Figure out what it is that you want. Big thing. Know what you want. Try and, if you don't know what you want, figure out what you want. I think we all want something we can't put into words and we can make it happen. But the second one here that's not love maps is fondness, fondness and admiration. Are you actually using... Um, uh, positive words, uh, verbiage that is going to um, show you the things that you do love about yourself. And if you feel like you don't know anything about yourself that you love, I think this is a moment to stop and think, well, what do I like? Maybe the things that you're good at. Maybe the things that you are able to um, do more than someone else if you want to do a little bit of a comparison. If you want to think about, you know what, I do, I love my hair. You might think, oh, I don't love anything about myself, but you know what, I do love my hair. I love my eyes. I love the way that, <laughs> I love the way that I walk, my gait, right? All of those things. I don't know. How I pick out clothes. It's how I connect with other people. But for yourself, and I'm trying to take this away from the relationship and the couple therapy so much, more right now, but fondness and admiration for yourself. Are you actually going out of your way to speak positively and find things about yourself that you actually love? It is not easy. And the absence of negative self-thinking or negative self-talk is not positive self-talk. That is just, it's just not, that's just nothing. You have to go out of your way. Fondness, admiration, how you can put yourself up, not on a pedestal, but how you can look fondly at yourself. Admire yourself. Think about the things that you do love because that's where we want to get back to. We want to think about those things that we're going to feel good about. And I'm going to get to one point after this once I talk about these three things here. Um, but fondness and admiration, are you actually finding things that you love about yourself? You're trying to find those things. You're working on it. And the other is this. I think that, um, again, coming from couples therapy, this is something called turning toward, which really is is a challenge, right? But it's something where I, and I'm trying to get away from the couple stuff, but it makes so much sense when we talk about it. But like turning toward is something like in a relationship when, say, your significant other is uh, is noticing something. And they're almost asking your opinion or they want to kind of pull you in 
to uh, to have you be a part of it. Um, I know that in the example that Dr. Gottman uses here, he says, hey, you know what? Your, signif your significant other might be uh, looking out the window and sees a boat. And they say, hey, look at that beautiful boat. Now, someone who is not turning towards just might not acknowledge it. They might, you know, kind of shrug it off and do whatever. But someone who does turn toward would take that moment and say, okay, obviously this means something to my, to my, um, my significant other, and I'm going to go look at that. I'm going to say, oh, interesting, that boat, and maybe have a conversation. Oh, you know what? That is a beautiful boat. And I believe, what if we did drop every? Like, imagine just living on that boat. That would be great, right? Whether that person is being, um, you know, honest and truthful about, like, really wanting to or thinking about actually dropping it, I mean, it's, they're turning toward, they're talking about it. And the same thing with yourself. Are you actually turning towards yourself when you bring up these thoughts? Because as I said before, these love maps, and you start thinking about, um, you know, do you love where you live? And then you're thinking about it now, and you say, well, I don't really love where I live. Oh, look at that house. I love that house. If you yourself are not turning toward yourself and being able to kind of go through that and think, okay, why do I love this house? Is it something I can see myself in? Is it something that's going to benefit me? Am I going to love this? Well, I think that's a really important thing for you to do. Because if you shut that down, be like, I can't end up affording that. I don't belong there. Well, you're just shutting yourself down. You're turning away. You're definitely not turning toward anything at all. And so if those three things, love maps, fondness, and admiration, and turning toward are things that can help develop a relationship or at least keep that friendship alive and keep it evolving into a very positive, romantic, loving relationship, you can do that with yourself. And I think those three things are so important. And I think what I want to end on right now is about how this is so important with something called uh, negative sentiment override or positive sentiment override. If we do these things and we are working on uh, talking through those love maps, right? Understanding ourselves more and hearing what we what we want and what we like and what we wish we we could be and you know those those dreams. That's so important. If we're making sure that we are being that we're finding things that we're fond of of ourselves, we're admiring ourselves, and we're turning toward those thoughts and again talking to ourselves even more, that can help develop a positive sentiment override. So in moments where maybe we are feeling down, that positive sentiment about how we felt good about ourselves and how even talking to ourselves, we now aren't going to spiral into this negative thought and maybe drive down our self-worth almost. But negative sentiment override is something where the more negative we talk about ourselves, the more negative we're going to have this we're going to have this mindset, this chip on our shoulder that whenever we end up thinking negative about ourselves, yeah, that's right. You can't do that, right? You're going to almost break yourself down even further. So like if you're still listening to this, and I think it's important because I really love going through uh, these moments in my life and talking about them. And very selfishly, I love continuing to learn about myself through talking with other people and being on here. I think it can be really helpful. But if this does pique your interest, I will implore you Go go check out Dr. John Gottman. I think that him and his uh, his research on couples it has such a strong parallel with self worth and self love. And if you're someone you feel as if your positive self talk, the evolution with yourself, and looking at yourself in a positive light, you feel like that that is just not happening. 
then this is something that you can take a lot of what he says, I honestly believe, and bring it into yourself. And at least if it doesn't, if it doesn't work exactly, it at least I think brings up a lot of questions and can get you thinking. And then you can reach out to your own therapist. I would always recommend, and I recommend it to many of my clients, going into therapy. I mean, they're basically going to therapy with me. It's like it's food therapy, right? And a lot of times, sometimes I'm like, man, I went through that whole session. We haven't talked about food at all. Um, but this is a great topic, and this is also well beyond five minutes. Always try to keep it at five, but we're coming up to 20 right now. Uh, anyway, guys, just a thought-provoking idea. I hope it's helpful, um, and if you want to um, gain any more uh, perspective in terms of any satiety, satisfaction, biological need that can get you to that sweet spot of finding exactly what you need, well, keep listening. Check us out. Spotify, iTunes, give us a like, comment. Please share with anyone in your life that you love. It can definitely help you there. Okay, guys? Anyway, I'm going to end it on that thought. Uh, appreciate you. Love you. This is Ryan Turner, registered dietitian. I'll talk to you next time. Take care. Bye.